You know, Chantel and I were talking this morning. I believe a word from the Lord for our church this year is a very simple one. Unity. Unity. I believe it's time that you and I would recognize the power and the authority that we have when we come together. You know, the Bible says that one can put a thousand to flight, two can put what? Ten thousand to flight. There is a multiple, there is a multiplication that happens when you and I as believers put our faith together, put our finances together, put our energies together. We're able to do great things for the kingdom of God. And you know what? Another thing about unity, I've said this before, is unity attracts the presence of God. You know, we want to be a church that has the presence of God, that is doing great things for the kingdom of God, and unity, coming together, unified body of believers, attracts the presence of God. So guys, I want to just challenge you and encourage you, let that word sink deep into your heart, uh, because I believe that is going to be the key to some breakthroughs this coming year. Amen? Alrighty. Man, this is the last day of the year. Where has this year gone? Yes, I'll get to that in just a little bit. Thank you, babe. Hey, uh, good wives keep you on task, okay? Um, Today is the last day of 2018. Where has this year gone, huh? How many of you, uh, like me, have noticed that as we get older, it seems that the years go by faster? Anybody notice that? Now, it can't be because we're over the hill, right? Some of the young people are like, there's a reason why it's going faster, because you're going downhill now. No, that can't be the case, okay? Even though I'm finding more and more beard uh, grays in my beard, okay? A couple folks complimented me on my beard, and and I was like, I need to get rid of those grays. Ronnie, you know how, right? You can help me with that? Okay. So uh, he's going to help me out with that. Some of you got that joke. Some of you didn't, okay? But um, hey, man, uh, this year has gone by so, so fast. Well, you know what? As I was preparing for this message, I began to kind of go through the church calendar and, and just kind of look at a few highlights of 2018. And, and these are just, again, time does not permit for me to go through every one of them, but just a few of the highlights were uh, about a year ago, Mario, you and I took a trip to Huntsville, Alabama during the coldest week of the year to help Martha Lesperance in her church plant. And, and, uh, and then a few months later, says Sarah, I think you met her with some children's ministry stuff. And Martha is one of our home missionaries that does a church in Huntsville, Alabama that, that is reaching so many different people. And, and Mario and I had a chance to, uh, to do some painting and some construction and some different things like that. And that was a whole, whole lot of fun. And, and then, of course, LCC began Celebrate Recovery. Can you believe that, Fabian? It, it's been a year now that we started the meetings. Now, we had started planning and prepping prior to that, but it's been a year now now that Celebrate Recovery has been meeting on a regular basis. And think about how many people that has helped, how many people that is encouraged and, and touched because of that ministry. And, and then, of course, we had a great mission Sunday with Gary Sapp, who helped us uh, fund our missions program all year. I'm not going to try to talk like Gary Sapp because I'm not a redneck. I can't talk like that. But Gary Sapp was with us, helped us with our missions program. Those of you that give faithfully to missions, thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, those flags that we have up in this sanctuary are more than just decorative. They are a reminder that we as a church reach out, not just in our community, but around the world. So again, that was an awesome, awesome time. We had a fantastic men's retreat where LCC Berwick came this close to winning the cooking trophy. This close. Nick, I think you'll help push us over the edge this year, okay? This close. Brother Bernie, we came that close to winning it all, okay? And um, just one, one, one ill-informed judge Okay, there was a judge who actually didn't think my jambalaya was any good. Seth, what is his problem? That dude needs Jesus. Okay, 
He was a missionary too. Now, maybe I shouldn't have seen those results, but oh man. <sighs> okay, so let me get over that, okay? But uh, I'm, I'm over it. I really am. Um, hey, how about this past May, our Berwick Panther baseball team winning state? How cool was that? And we actually have three members of that, Denver back there in the back and Hunter and Hayden Seneca. Awesome job, guys. That's something you'll never forget. You won state. That was so awesome. I'll never forget that. I was so nervous. I was up there in the coach's hospitality eating like everything, okay? Nick, I was just pounding away food, okay? I, I know I wasn't supposed to do that, but my health coach wasn't up there with me, okay? I was nervous, okay? And I was eating, okay? I was stress eating, but, but apparently it worked, okay? By the way, me eating had nothing to do with the baseball team. I, I just remembered eating. Hey, we started, um, we had a camping season where we went to Ranger Academy for the first time in a few years with, with a bunch of kids, not named Dinger, even though we had a few Dingers too, and, and uh, went to kids camp, went to youth camp, had a fantastic camping season. That was awesome this summer. And uh, small groups began, and many of you have uh, connected and grown and served together with us. Youth fifth quarters after home football games with literally hundreds of kids in attendance. That was an awesome, awesome thing. And um, also uh, our One Accord service. How many remember when we got together with our other local churches? John Kilpatrick was the speaker. Several hundred folks in this place. Mighty move of God. That was awesome, guys. And our first trunk or treat outreach with literally 500 people coming through, all to get a hot dog from Bernie and Annalee. Okay? I mean, well, they came for more than just that. But, man, I'd never seen so many hot dogs cooked by Bernie and Annalee. It was just like... Awesome, awesome things were happening. Then, of course, uh, the winter camp and Thanksgiving and Christmas holidays. And, and, oh, let's not forget that during election time, one of our own was elected the very sheriff of our state. We have, we have sister sheriff sitting right here on the second row. And, and of course, her husband, Blaze Smith, was elected sheriff. And, and uh, we're just excited about those things. A lot of great things happen. A lot of good things happen. What a year of high points. And then, of course, there were a few tough moments as well. Several families lost loved ones in 2018, and including my family with my dad's passing in June. And LCC had a few challenges this year with some leadership turnover and transition. But here's the, the common denominator. God has been faithful through it all. Amen? God has been faithful. You know, some of you are excited to see this year over. Some of you are like, man, this is an awesome year, okay? But whatever the case may be, God was faithful. God was faithful to me. God was faithful to you. God was faithful to this church. I've got good news for for, for you guys. By the authority of God's word, there's no hint of changing in him. Amen? He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen? He's going to be faithful to us. That's good news. Well, look, guys, it's that time of the year where we make New Year's resolutions. Anybody in here ever made a New Year's Year's resolution? I looked up some common New Year's resolutions, and here are some of them that are are really, really high on the list. Number one was lose weight, okay? We've all found a few pounds during the holidays. Even me, I'd get away from my health coach and eat like I wanted to, okay? But, uh, But everybody wants to lose a little weight, and that's a good thing. By the way, see my wife, she can help you with that. Um, we want to get healthy, okay? Because again, uh, healthiness is more than just your weight or more than just what size you wear. It's, it's healthy emotionally, spiritually, in every area. Some of you want to do that. How about want to get on a budget? That's important to do. Teenagers, that's important to do. Get on a budget. Get organized. Um, whatever the case may be. 
Well, this morning, I'd like for us to take a look at a few areas in our spiritual lives where resolutions or good decisions should be made. Now, I'm really cautious to use the word resolutions because we all know what resolutions are, right? Those are good intentions that we never intend on carrying through. (laughs) Those are good things like, hey, I'm going to lose weight, okay? I heard somebody put down that, that I had a goal of losing 15 pounds. I'm only 20 pounds away. Okay, we, we all make resolutions. We're like, I'm not going to get upset anymore. And, and you can't even get that back to Bayou, Bayou Vista without getting upset driving. Okay, I'm not going to fuss at my kids no more. You can't get out in the church parking lot without wanting to wear their tails out. Okay, but, but again, we make resolutions and we just never intend on following through. But, but spiritually speaking, I want to challenge you to make some good decisions in some different areas. How does that sound? Okay, we're not going to call them resolutions because whether you lose weight or get healthy or get organized or not, that doesn't really matter a whole, whole lot spiritually. But some of the things I'm going to talk about this morning really matter spiritually. So I'm going to challenge you not to call them resolutions, but to call them some good decisions, some areas you want to look at going into the new year. How does that sound? Let's pray this morning. Lord, we love you and we praise you. Thank you for an opportunity this morning to look to your word, to look to you. We ask that you'd guide us and you'd direct us and you'd encourage us as we go into a new year with all the possibilities. Bless us today. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody would say, amen. Now guys, uh, last week I did an acrostic. And it seems like I'm in an acrostic mood because I'm doing another one this morning, okay? Now, what an acrostic is, it's kind of a, a word that's formed, and we're going to use those letters of that word as a, as a point this morning. And the, the word we're going to look at is New Year. Now, some of you are really nervous because you're like, that seven points, O-M-G, okay? If pastor just takes five minutes per point, that's 35 minutes. The saints kick off at noon. By the way, the Saints aren't playing Drew, they're not playing Michael, they're not playing anybody. It's like a preseason game. So who cares if you're there for kickoff or not? So let's get started. New year, okay? That's going to be what we're going to look at this morning. New year. The letter N stands for new beginnings and no regrets. It's one of the things I love most about the new year. It's a fresh start. How many like a fresh start? You get a fresh start starting Tuesday. It's a new year. No matter what 2018 was like, no matter the highs, no matter how the lows, no matter how the difficulty it might have been for you, you get a fresh start. Everybody gets that. It's a brand new year with great possibilities, with amazing potential. It's a new beginning for you. Regardless of how good or bad 2018 was, it is now over and you have a clean slate for 2019. So, with this being said, we have an opportunity for new beginnings and I want to challenge you to live this year with no regrets. The scriptures say a little bit about that. Turn with me to Isaiah chapter number 43. Isaiah chapter number 43, talking about new beginnings. Isaiah 43 verses 18 and 19, the prophet writes, Remember you not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth and you shall not know it. I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. God is talking about doing things that are very difficult to do because we serve a God who's able to do the impossible. He's able to do what you have been unable to do. Okay? Now, you know what? Sometimes when we think back of our past, we we get a little discouraged. 
Some of us, if we begin to think about 2018 or we begin to think about some of our decisions prior to that, we get discouraged because we've made some bad decisions. Welcome to the club. (laughs) I think every one of us in here have made a few bad decisions. Anybody in here ever not made a bad decision? I'll wait. No, we're all in the same boat, aren't we? Okay, we're all, the Bible says, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. None of us are that good. Okay, so we have an opportunity for new beginnings. We have an opportunity to live a life of no regrets. And God says, I'm going to help you do it. God says, I'm going to make a way where there doesn't seem to be a way. God says, remember not your mistakes of the past. Remember not the former things. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Okay, God says he's doing a new thing in your life. We need to receive it, we need to accept it, and we need to walk in it. Amen? God wants to do a new thing. Amen? So it's time that we partner with Him and make His job a little easier. Sometimes we frustrate God's job, okay? Sometimes we make it very, very challenging for God to accomplish some great things in our life. How about this year we partner with God and we see Him do great, great things? Paul said this in Philippians chapter number 3. By the way, you can keep your finger in Philippians because we're going to spend a lot of time there because there's some good stuff there. Philippians chapter number 3, verse number 13, talking about no regrets. Paul said this. Brethren, in verse 13, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. Paul basically said, I hadn't arrived yet. Now, Paul, the great apostle, hadn't arrived yet. How close do you think you are to arriving? Britt, we got a little ways to go, don't we? Fabian, we got a little ways to go. Huh? Pastor Ronnie, you even have a little ways to go. Okay? If Paul the Apostle said, I hadn't got it all figured out yet, guess what? We all have a little work to do. But he says, This one thing I do, forgetting those things that are behind, reaching forth unto the things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. You know what? If anybody could be. Um, could be discouraged by his past, it would be Paul. Paul, the writer of half of the New Testament at one time, wasn't a blessing to the church. He was a curse to the church. He attacked the church. He put them in prison. If anybody could have been bound by his past, it would have been Paul. But no, he decided to walk into new beginnings. He decided to live a life of no regrets. And he said, this one thing I do, forgetting those things that are behind, I press forward. That's a word for so many of us in this place today. The enemy wants you to be continued to be bound by your decisions of the past, by your failures of the past. But the Lord says, no, today I'm doing a new thing. Trust me. Stop looking over your shoulder and look to me, the author and the finisher of your faith, and watch me do a new thing in your life. Do something and live a life of no regrets. If you want to live a life with new beginnings and live a life of no regrets, do what Paul said, this one thing I do, forgetting those things that are behind, pressing forward to the things that are before. You know what? I'm reminded every time I get in my vehicle, there's a reason why the front windshield is bigger than the rearview mirror. Because it's important, Fabian, that you look in the rearview mirror and see what's behind you, but it's more important that you see what's in front of you. You know, some of us are so busy looking to the past, so busy looking back behind our shoulder, staring at the rearview mirror, that we're missing the blessing that God has for you right in front of your face. Amen? God, open our eyes today to see what's possible in you. So N stands for new beginnings and no more regrets. The letter E, real simple. Every day, pray. 
Every day, pray. Not just when you feel like it, not just when it fits in your schedule, not when you just really need something or you really need God to move or come to your rescue, but pray every day. Amen? Jim Simbala said, if our churches don't pray, what does it matter how many are attending our services? Let that sink in. If our churches don't pray, does it matter if our building's full? Does it matter if we have multiple services? No, the church has to be about prayer. If we're about one thing, we got to be about prayer. For 2019, how about we try this? Pray more and worry less. You think that might work? You think that's a play that might work? You think that might actually help us? Pray more, worry less. I read this on Facebook this week. It says, when prayer becomes your habit, miracles become your lifestyle. When prayer becomes your habit, miracles become your lifestyle. How many need some miracles in their life? How many need some breakthroughs in their life? How about we make prayer a habit? Not just something we go to as a, a panic. Don't, not just something we go to when we're in a bind. But we go to each and every day. Pray every day. I told you we'd spend a lot of time in Philippians. Look at Philippians chapter number 4. If anybody understood prayer, it was Paul. And here's what Paul said to to the church at Philippi in chapter number 4, starting with verse number 6. He says, be careful for nothing. The NIV says, don't be anxious. Don't worry, okay? Be careful for nothing, but in everything, say everything, But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. You see, Paul said it real simple. Stop worrying and start praying. Paul said, don't be worried about tomorrow. Don't be worried about how things are going to work out. That's not your job. Your job is to ask God to work things out for you. Amen? So stop worrying, start praying. Be careful for nothing, Paul says, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And look at this, verse 7. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. You know, guys, as I grow in my walk with the Lord, the peace of God becomes more and more important in my life. Amen? When you pray and you get a confidence from God, the peace of God comes with it, and it can help you walk through the most difficult of circumstances. Sister Gail, you've understood the peace of God this year in a whole new way, haven't you? I've understood the peace of God in a whole new way. Many of you in here have understood the peace of God in a brand new way. And guys, the way to get the peace of God is to not worry, but to pray. But to ask God to come through on your behalf. Now, we're going to talk more about that next week, okay? Let's go to the next letter. Some of you are going, wow, this is going pretty good, preacher. Keep it up. The letter W. Welcome ministry opportunities. You see, guys, here's the deal. God wants to use you to build his kingdom. God wants to use you. I want everybody to say this together. God wants to use me. Guys, God wants to use you. Not just me, not just Miss Chantel, not just a few select people in this place, not just Pastor Ronnie and Sister Danielle, not just Pastor Tommy and Miss Sarah, not just specific people, Donald and Garland Thomas, Sister Sarah, not just specific people. He wants to use all of us. Because do you realize that God has placed giftings and abilities in each and every one of you? And it is up to you to use those giftings and abilities for the kingdom of God. 
So welcome ministry opportunities. Do you know what the most important ability is? Availability. You've heard me say that before. You've probably said it before. It's so real, though. It's not your ability to play a a musical instrument, even though if you have that ability. See, Pastor Tommy. It's not just your ability to teach and to preach. If you have that ability, come see me. It's not just your ability to be a blessing and maybe help and serve in our nursery or help and serve by cleaning the church or doing something like that. It's not that. It's your availability. It's saying, God, I make myself available. Use me. Guys, when we become available to God, great things begin to happen. Welcome ministry opportunities. Proverbs 18 and 16 says, A gift opens the way and ushers the giver into the presence of the great. What that means is your gifting makes room for you. Your gifting makes room for you. Those talents, those abilities that God has given you makes room for you. You know, often whenever I'm in situations, I end up somehow or another in leadership. Why is that? Because I have the gift of leadership in my life. I'm used to being in leadership. So many, many times I find myself in a leadership position. The same can be said for many of you. Whatever that gifting is, whatever that ability is, whatever it may be, you find yourself in a situation that your gift makes room for you. That's how the kingdom works. Some of us, guys, we've been hiding our giftedness. We've been holding on to that thing that God wants to use in your life. Let's make ourselves available this year. Amen? Welcome ministry opportunities. Your giftings, your abilities will make room for you in this new year if you will simply make yourself available. Amen? Next letter. Why? You can do it. You can do it. Again, I told you we'd spend a lot of time in Philippians. Back to Philippians chapter number 4, verse number 13. Paul says... I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Why do I include that right there? Because in any type of resolution, in any type of decision, we always begin to think, we can't really do this. Oh, I've been here before. I've tried this before. Oh, the the, the preacher might have titled it different. He might have used some other letter or whatever. But I've been here before. I've been at this moment before where, God, you're stirring something in my heart. Maybe this will be the year I can do something. I can step out in faith. Then all of a sudden, there's that little small small voice that says, you can't do that. How in the world are you going to figure that out? Oh, stop it. You know you can't do that. They don't need you to play the drums. By the way, we haven't had a drummer in a while. We do need you to play the drums, okay? Oh, we don't, they don't need nobody on that keyboard. Guys, I'd love to take that little cover off if we had somebody who played the keyboard. You, you fill in the blank. They don't need my help cleaning the church. Just look at the carpets. We could use your help cleaning the church. But you see, we find ourselves at this place, and that's why the Lord wants me to remind you, you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. Guys, that is, a, that is one of my life scriptures. It's one of the things that have helped me through my 45 years of life because I realize that God is for me and not against me. Amen? God is for me. God is for you. God wants to use you this year like never before. God wants to use you as a prayer warrior. God wants to use you as a servant. God wants to use you as a key for breakthrough in your family. And you can do it. Don't fall for the devil's lies again this year. Walk by faith in the favor of God in 2019. Amen? You can do it. Well, maybe I wasn't successful in the past. Guess what? New beginnings. New, new start. 
Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Okay? New start, new beginnings, and you can do it. In fact, God said you can do anything. You can do anything that he places in your heart, that he anoints you to do. Doesn't matter who's for you, doesn't matter who's against you. You have a majority of one in God. Amen? You can do it. Now, to the letter E. Every day, read the Word. Every day, read the Word. Psalm 119, 105 says, Your Word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. The Word of God is so important in our lives, guys. It's so important. Look what Jesus said, John chapter 17, verse 17. It says, Your Word is truth. You know what, guys? We live in a, in, in a day today where who knows what's true, okay? You watch the evening news, and that's anything but truth, huh? You listen to politicians, and for the most part, that's anything but truth. You don't know what's true. You don't know what's false. I submit to you that this has always been truth, and it always will be truth. Amen? Everything you hear, everything you hear, use this as your God to see is it true. Seth, you'll like this. I've heard it said one time. What's the easiest way to show that a stick is crooked? Put it next to a straight stick. That's the straight stick right there. That is the straight stick. That is the, the, the proof right there. That is the, 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 the litmus test for truth. When you hear me say something, filter it through the word, make sure it's true. When you hear somebody say something, filter it through the word, make sure it's true. When you hear a politician say something, well... <laughs> Filter through that word still, okay? And you'll find out it probably ain't true, okay? But here's the deal, guys. We got to know the truth. We got to know the word. We need to be people of the word. Turn with me to Hebrews chapter number 4. Hebrews chapter number 4, verse number 12, saying this about the word. For the word of God is quick, powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, of the joints and marrow. It is the discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Guys, this word is powerful. This word is a powerful weapon to be used for your good. Amen? you got to know the word. My good friend Paul Burke said, reading the Bible for yourself is one of the most important things you can do as a Christ follower. It's one of the most important things you can do as a Christ follower. With that being said, we want to help you. We want to help you. We want to give you a plan. How many in here have read through the Bible before? Completely through the Bible. Many of you have done that before. For those of you that may have, maybe have not done that before, or even if you've done it before, I've read through the Bible a dozen times. I plan on reading through it again. Why? Because it's alive. Every time I read it, Sister Josie, there's something new that comes to my heart. There's some new truth that I see. I could read the same scripture I've read dozens of times, but something new is illuminated in my heart. Why? Because it's quick. It's powerful. It's alive. So what we've helped you with is we found a 52-week Bible reading plan. These are available at the back info desk. I want to challenge you. Pick one of these up. Well, Pastor, I, I, I don't know if I can do that. Remember my last point. You can do all things, okay? Especially something like this that's going to help you. Especially something like this that's going to help you grow. Now, I've, uh, I've read through the Bible using a Bible that had daily readings every day. You can do that if you want. Do this. Do something. I've heard it said that a fool with a plan trumps a genius without one. Okay? Here's a plan. 
It's a pretty simple one. But guess what? If you would endeavor to read the Word this year, I think one year from today you'll be stronger in your faith than you've ever been. Amen? Try it. Just try it. Reading the Bible for yourself is one of the most important things you can do as a Christ follower. It will guide you. It will comfort you. It will convict you. It will build your faith. Can we make a commitment right now to be people of the Word in 2019? Can we make up our mind to be about the Word, to get in the Word? Not just for young folks, not just for old folks, for all folks. Amen? Sister Betty, read through the Bible one more time, honey. One more time, get back in that thing and watch new truths come real in your life. Young people, teenagers, you want a key to success? Read the Word. Read the Bible. Let that be your God. Let that be your key to success this year. So every day, friends, let's read the Word. Now, letter A, and I'm almost done. Always trust Him. Always trust Him. This coming year, always trust Him. No matter where you're at, no matter what you're going through, always trust Him. Nahum 1 and 7. By the way, this may be the first time I've ever referenced the book Nahum. See, when you read through your Bible, you find good stuff like this. Nahum chapter number 1, verse number 7. The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. He knows them that trust in Him. You want to know God? Trust Him. Trust Him. Realize that He's good during the good times and the bad times. You can lean on Him in the day of trouble. Trust Him this coming year. Proverbs chapter number 3, one of my favorite scriptures, says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge Him in all of your ways. And what does He promise to do? Direct your paths. How many in here need God to direct your paths? How many in here want God to direct your paths? Hunter, you're about to go to college. You want direction for college. You want God to direct your paths? That's a good answer. Good answer, son. Keep it up, okay? Here's the deal, guys. Trust Him. We all want God to direct our paths. We all want to be in the perfect will of God. You know, my son might be an engineer, but I only want him to be whatever God wants him to be. Amen? How many in here want your kids to be exactly what God wants them to be? Parents, that's an IQ question. Just lift your hand. Trust me on that one, okay? Here's the deal, guys. we got to trust Him. we got to trust that He will direct our paths. We need to trust Him no matter what. Going into this new year, we also need to trust that Romans 8 and 28 is absolutely true. Let me read it to you. And we know, Paul writes, that all things, say all things, All things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are called according to His purpose. Now that scripture does not say that all things are good. Because I've lived long enough to realize that ain't true. Okay? Not all things are good. But what I have lived long enough to realize is God's able to turn all things together for good. God's able to work all things out for my good. Okay? I read this this week. God wouldn't have allowed it unless he had a purpose. There is a purpose for your pain. Don't just go through it, grow through it. Let me say that again. This coming year, don't just go through stuff, grow through stuff. Because if God is allowing it in your life, there must be a reason. There must be something he's trying to pull out of you. There must be something he's trying to deposit into you. Trust the process. Amen? Trust the process. Always trust Him. Young people, always trust Him. Seniors, always trust Him. 
Trust the process. God knows what he's doing. Amen? And then finally, letter R, relationships really matter. Relationships really matter. Primarily, the most important relationship is not your husband-wife relationship. It's not your parent-child relationship. It's your relationship with the Creator. It's your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. You know what? There's two types of relationships. There's the vertical relationship. There's the horizontal relationship. Guys, when our vertical relationship was right, guess what? Those horizontal relationships take care of themselves as well. But when things mess up vertically, Seth, when things aren't right between us and the Father, things aren't right with you and Mama. Things aren't right with you and Mama. Things aren't right with you and the kids. Things aren't right at work. Guys, the key to your horizontal relationships is making sure your relationship with the Lord is solid. Amen? So relationships really matter. I believe that the kingdom of God is built upon relationships. It's built upon our relationship with the Lord. It's built upon our relationship with other believers and with other people. Relationships really matter. Primarily your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And secondarily, your relationship with others. So this coming year, here's some challenges. Forgive quickly. Forgive quickly. Okay? Forgive quickly. Forgive folks who've asked you for forgiveness. Even forgive folks who haven't asked you for forgiveness. Forgive quickly. Because how many have figured out that forgiveness is not a gift you give others. It's a gift you give yourself. Amen? And how should we forgive? Paul gives us a little direction in Colossians chapter number 3. If you want a guide on how you should forgive, Colossians 3 and 13 says this, Forbearing one another, forgiving one another. If any man has a quarrel against any, even as Christ has forgiven you, so you forgive others. Man, I just don't know if I can forgive that person. Aren't you glad God doesn't forgive you like you forgive others? Ooh, <laughs> Just as quickly and completely as Jesus has forgiven you, Let's forgive others just that same way. Amen? Because how many know He forgives so quickly? 1 John 1 and 9, if we confess our sins, He's what? Faithful and just to forgive and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Guys, we need to forgive others. We also need to refuse to be offended. That's a decision you got to make. Refuse to be offended. Refuse to give somebody that much control over your life. You know, sometimes we allow people so much control over our life by what they say to us, by what they say about us. Not this year, honey. Not today, Satan. That's for you, Sean. Okay? Not today. Make up your mind to refuse to be offended. I've heard it said that a dead man can't be offended. Mm. You know, sometimes I get offended because most Seneca's still alive and well. (laughs) He needs to die. I need to crucify my flesh so that I can no longer be offended. Make that decision this year. Refuse to be offended. And finally, let's walk in love. Let's walk in love. Let that be your God. Walk in love. You know what? I forgive that pretty girl of a lot of stuff because I love her. I forgive those two knothead boys in the sound booth right now because I love them. Okay? Fabian, you, you, you give a lot of grace to Britt, a lot of grace to Caden. Why? Because you love them. Okay? By the way, they give you a lot of grace too. Aren't you glad? Okay? <laughs> hey, we do that. Why? Because we love. The Bible says love covers a multitude of sins. Okay? Guys, let's just walk in love. Let's walk in love. If we're going to be unified as a church, we better walk in love. 
you know what? We're not going to be unified just because the preacher says we're going to be unified. We're going to be unified because you make the decision to forgive quickly, to refuse to be offended, and to walk in love. That's the key to unity right there. We've got to make up our mind that this year we're going to forgive just as quickly as God has forgiven us. We're going to refuse to be offended, give no person that much power over your life, and to walk in love. How does that sound? Does that sound like a pretty good new year? Does that sound like something that you want to be challenged to walk into this coming year? Well, I hope so. As Pastor Tommy comes and I close, wow, way too early. Man, we, Pastor Tommy, you've got to start singing more songs or something. Man, it's a quarter to 12. I can't let folks out go that, that early. And we're, we're going to beat the Baptist to, to lunch, okay? <sighs> hey, guys. <laughs> As we go into the new year, As we go into the new year, let's seriously consider some of the things we talked about today. Amen? As we go into the new year, this year of new beginnings, this opportunity to make some positive changes, no matter what kind of mistakes you've made in the past, it's a time to make a fresh start. It's a time to make new decisions. Can we do that today?